Hello Life Uplifters! Welcome! I'm Astuti Marto Sudirjo and you are listening to Uplift My Life Today, the podcast. This is the place where you can find inspirations and tips to uplift you and your life. Today's episode is all about intuition. I have received a lot of questions from many people about intuition. What is intuition? How do we become an intuitive person? And what are the benefits of being intuitive? How can I overcome the distress or the fear to follow what my intuition tells me? From my own experience and also observing the life of others, in the time of uncertainty, chaos, fast moving, having your intuition clear and sound in your life saves you. For this conversation, I invited somebody very special to me all the way from Dubai, Sahar Hunaidi. Sahar is a personal development mentor and guide that I have known for many years. So without further ado, let's get started. So welcome, Sahar. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode and welcome to Uplift My Life Today podcast. What a lovely title. Thank you Astuti for asking me to be on. It is my pleasure. Before we start getting into the topic, I would just like to mention to all the listeners that I have known Sahar for so many years, so many years. By memory, I think the first time we interacted probably was in 2006, Sahar. Yeah. It had been 15 years. <laughs> Back in London when I was in London. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I got to know Sahar as I was actually in the transition process from one job to another. And I get a lot of advice from you. And uh, definitely when it comes down to a topic of intuition, you are the first person I always think about. <laughs> I want to talk about this. <laughs> okay. Sahar is a personal development mentor and guide. She's definitely not your usual coach. She's very holistic in the way she's supporting her clients, including myself. And now Sahar is based in Dubai. She had been for a number of years before she was in London. And that's when I get to know Sahar. So Sahar, do you mind sharing a few words about yourself? Yes, yes, of course. Um, thank you for giving me the opportunity again. And I want to thank you for sending me a copy of your book. It's very touching. That includes your story. And I found it not only inspirational, but it was really interesting to see how all these women and their stories to see that they've had a journey, that they've had a story. And, and my journey, in a similar way, started in the business world, in the corporate world. I used to be in branding and marketing. And then I, with the Iraqi invasion, when the Iraqi invasion took place, mm -hmm. I moved to London. And I didn't want to go back into the corporate world for a number of reasons. And I thought I need time for myself. And I really did not know what to do. 
a cousin suggested that I go and have a tarot reading with a very well-known psychic that she knew on King's Road. And yes. I said, what are, what are the tarot cards? And um, she said, well, go and find out. So I went to see Marin Jose, and she was a seer. Her mother was a seer, and her grandmother was a seer, you know, for five generations, I think. And she was an amazing, lovely woman. I, I just, you know, loved her instantly. And I was very curious to see how would a set of cards know my future, and <laughs> I didn't. Particularly, I remember the last thing we had in Kuwait was a corporate party, and we had an astrologer, you know, for fun. And he did not see, you know, that big traumatic event. He didn't tell anyone. So I was really curious. And I thought that if I know the future, then all my problems are, are solved. Yeah. Um, so she encouraged me to do several courses to develop the mind, uh, to understand about energy, you know, to learn about meditation. I did everything that she said. I completely trusted her because yeah. I was very, very curious. To cut a long story short, I did this professionally in London as a, I worked as a psychic for more than 20 years. And uh, what I mean by professionally is it was my only income. It is what paid the mortgage. <laughs> and what I learned from um, that journey is that the best way to make the future, uh, the best way to predict the future is to make it. And I learned from the client, from my clients, because, you know, they were very grounded clients, you know, practical jobs, all walks of life, men and women. And they'd come back and say, OK, this has happened. This hasn't happened. How can I make it happen? So I started looking into, well, how do we make things happen? How do we design the future that we do? So yeah. gradually I did a four year, um, you know, holistic course. This is this is after, you know, I was nominated or named three times as one of the best 100 psychics in the world yes um and i thought well if my clients need that help then you know i need to walk the talk so i really learned it i signed up for a four-year holistic um course and we delved into it for four years you have to really put yourself under the microscope and really basically what i did is i took time out to learn about life and how to design my own life mm -hmm. so i gradually now moved into mentoring for a lack of a better word, really. Um, so my intuition does help because, and as you mentioned, maybe I have a different angle because intuitively I can feel, sense where a person is at in their journey and what the problem is. And I've designed this program recently. I've been working very hard over the, over the summer and it's called Unbox the Real You. Right. So it's a program instead of just having one session. It's a program. It gives you time to work on yourself, to get back into alignment in order to achieve the life that you want. And I was very struck when I was reading the book you've sent me on page 17 by the author herself, you know, by J.B. Owen. She has yeah. a she has a wonderful line, if I may, if I may read it Please. to our yes. listeners. Um, she says in the end, you know, what ignite action steps to take. And she says so many of us are told who to be, how to act, what to want, and who to love. We are bombarded by pressures, expectations, and little boxes that we are supposed to fit in. And this is so true, particularly for women. As we emancipate ourselves, we, we think that we need to fit in one box or another. And then by the time you kind of wake up, you wake up to your life and you wonder, who am I? So I, I particularly, mm -hmm. if you will, specialize in people, not just women, but 
perhaps particularly women because they, they come and they ask for help in unboxing who we truly are so that we can truly live our authentic life, move of, move forward with ease, grace and joy without going through this burnout process um, mm. that you know so well that we yes. really suffer as a result of. Yes, definitely. You you said it beautifully, beautifully, and thank you for reading that line <laughs> to us, and also sharing your story. It's I completely agree with you from my own experience, and I think since we, we since I um, work with you, Sahar, you always encourage me to really follow on and connect to that voice uh, within myself. So I have had a lot of conversation with a lot of different people. And the mm -hmm. first question, and this is also what I'd like to gain from you, is sure. what is intuition, actually? Good question. Um, you see, different people define it differently. For me, there is intuition and there's a gut feeling, and the two are different. Yes. For me, a gut feeling would come from lower down in the body, like literally from your gut. Yes. And I think this is because where you know, the parasympathetic system ends, all the nerve endings are in the tummy. So the body physically is programmed, if you will, to sense or detect whether you are in a threatening situation or whether you are facing, uh, let's call it a negative suggestion. So, you know, you get a tummy wrenching feeling in the gut. That, that's different. That's what the body does, if you like. Yeah. For me, and it helps with survival, obviously, you know, like sometimes you don't know why, but you just don't want to go there or you don't want to connect with that person or you don't want to take that job. So that's the gut feeling. Mm -hmm. Intuition for me was more of a feeling. It comes from the heart center. It's kind of like if my heart is open, you know, when you walk into a place, um, let's say you're looking for a property and you walk in and you go, ah, oh, yes, you know, this feels like home. Or if you meet someone and you go, ah, oh, yes, I feel comfortable. So it's that kind of intuition, you know, whether something was felt right or if yes. it didn't, then I would get a very kind of uptight feeling in the chest area and also in the stomach, you know, just over the solar plexus. So intuition for me, really, after all these years, it's basically common sense. If your body, your heart, your mind accepts it, then you know, you are intuitively on the right track. If if you feel at, you know, this ease with something, then don't close your feelings. There must be something that's making you feel uneasy. Mm -hmm. How does it differ than wishful thinking? I think wishful thinking implies that you're not aware enough, that you're mm -hmm. blinded perhaps to your reality. So you're trying to project an ideal reality. Mm -hmm. So thinking is, you know, like, I don't know, somebody expecting to win the lottery, you know, for many years, but then nothing happens. We have to be careful because when you have that kind of wishful thinking, you're not doing what you need to do in order to make a future happen. So yeah. you rely on your wishful thinking and then years go by and you're really surprised and some people become angry. You know, this is not the life that I signed up for. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is why I said it's it's really more of like common sense. It's more of a feeling, whether it sits well within you or it doesn't. And I tell you this because the way that I've developed my psychic ability and I worked hard to develop it, you yes. know, I didn't have any big drama. I, you know, no angel showed up. It's nothing. I was, as I said, in the corporate world, I come from a scientific family. 
you know, most of my family members were engineers or doctors. So very, very kind of grounded upbringing. But for me, looking back, it is really common sense. There was always a sense of being guided, of having antennas, and Mm -hmm. you listen to those antennas. It it resonates differently, I suppose, when when this common sense speaks through the heart, doesn't it? Yes, because you feel like, oh, things are open, it's flowing, then I'm on the right track, this is the right thing to do. Um, I've even developed like an affirmation, I only Mm -hmm. react to positive suggestions. So if somebody invites me or, you know, suggests that I do something, if if my body doesn't react to it, then it's like, eh, OK, it's not, you know, it's neutral. Right. Mm. Yeah. But if you feel really exhilarated, you know, if your heart sings, then, you know, that is the right thing to do. What I understand, Sahar, it's very important in order to be connected to one's intuition, we definitely need to be connected with the body because the body is the one that is going to give the impulse back okay if you think about it astuti we are grounded or we are present in our bodies we are spirit having a human experience so the physical body is your point of contact with the world Mm -hmm. and i was reading again the book and you know the story what you went through the burnout it's all about the physical body if we listen to our physical body it would tell us And this is one of the things that I wanted to mention. The body has um, its own system. The physical body has its own system, which is nothing to do with the person. It's a body that has developed or evolved over millions and millions and millions of years. So, you know, it's programmed to pick up things, to do things. There's a process that the body goes through. And your job is to kind of be aware where you live. Otherwise, you're going to suffer a lot of disharmony or discordance you know in your life because the first point of contact is the body so if you're not in the body how can you pick up anything how can you develop your intuition yes that's that's absolutely true i learned yes i learned it the hard way but i'm glad i learned it (laughs) (laughs) well you're a good example but if i may mention you know two small examples for for example for instance yes Um, When I was working in advertising in in London, um, also, um, you know, during lunch break, I went to the supermarket near the office and I, you know, reached for a tub of cottage cheese. And before I could pick it up, my left hand went really, really cold. Mm. And I thought, obviously, you know, the the tub is in the fridge. So I reached for the tub next to it and my hand was fine. I went back to the left one, it went cold. I went back to the right, it went warm. So I thought, what's going on? This is really ridiculous. And I picked up the first one, which was on the left. I walked back to the office. I sat at my desk. I opened the tub. And guess what? It had mold all over the top. Although it was still, you know, the production date was still valid. Yeah. But somehow my body picked up, you know, don't take that. So I call that intuition, if you will. Yes, Um, yes. I didn't listen. I thought it was ridiculous. You know, that was one example that really taught me, listen, just be present and listen to your body, the different parts of your body, and kind of be aware of how your body reacts. Mm, Yes, I would consider that intuition as well. And it's very interesting that I recently I have this question about the change of temperature in the body when... Mm -hmm. I've, I've I ex- experienced it with me in some cases when uh, when I'm especially when I'm going through a healing session. Sometimes my body became really cold. Sometimes it became really warm. 
and the drop of temperature or the increase in temperature, does it tell you something or is it just a reaction, a specific reaction to tell something is happening? Well, it's both, isn't it? It's a reaction that's trying to tell you something. Yeah. So whether your body goes hot or cold, I don't see things as negative or positive. They're yeah. just things or stimuli that present itself. Mm-hmm. Then how do you interpret that? Mm-hmm. In terms of healing, the body, the you know, the, uh, our physical bodies have energy. So what you do in the healing is you're trying to comb out any knots, if you will, in your energetic body. Yes. So that the physical body can respond. So when you're doing that, your physical body will begin to respond. So if yes. you have a block in one area, and if you have it over a long time, then this ease starts to occur. So yes. when you do the healing, the energy starts flowing again. And when it starts flowing, you would feel warmer. So sometimes if you're feeling really cold, that means you know there must be a lack of energy in that part of the body. And what the healing does, it kind of redistributes the energy, get it flowing harmoniously, and your body will pick up on, on the different temperatures, um, on the energy flow by you feeling different temperatures. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's very, very nice explanation. So if you have <laughs> lack of energy, you would feel cold. If you had too much energy, you would feel hot. Whereas if your energy is in balance, then you would feel comfortably, you know, warm. Yeah. Like the normal and temperature. This is how, yeah, this is how the healer, for example, might pick up where the spots of energy disturbances in your body are is, you know, sometimes they would scan the body just by going over it with their palms and then the palm would pick up the different temperatures. Mm-hmm. So within a cell, you have a nuclei. Everything is physical and non-physical. So within yes. a body cell, you have a nucleus, a mass, which is physical and it's surrounded by energy. Any disease will occur if there is if these two things, the energy and the physical nuke, are out of equilibrium. So if you have yeah. too much energy, it's not good. And if you have too much mass and little energy, that is also not good. So you're mm-hmm. always looking for that balance, not only in terms of the body, but also in terms of life. You know, if you work hard, then play hard. If you, I don't know, stress one day, try not to stress the next day. If you overeat one day, then take it easy the next. And that way you keep the balance So you don't have to go through extremes. Right. Got it. Talking about intuition again, it's basically in everyone's body. So we're born with this, but then something, uh, a lot of things happen that we are not as connected or mostly disconnected from it. Absolutely. Um, A lot of people like refer to this psychic ability as a psychic power. There is no power. It's an ability. (laughs) Yes. But it depends what you're, you know, wanting to look at. Yes, everyone has intuition, but it's it's part of a person's journey, for example, to discover that for themselves. You know, mm-hmm. it might be that between quotations, they are genetically disposed to it. Like my te- my former teacher, my former mentor and friend, Marin, she comes from a line of seers. So yes. she was more disposed to doing that professionally, if you will. It's within the family. She grew up with it. Um, She was always in touch with herself, you know, with her intuition. So, yes, we all have intuition. But what what is it that fascinates most people is this, oh, like, you know, la 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 and psychic ability. That's really all it is, being in touch with your body, being in touch with how you feel, being in touch with any sensations, 
that you may experience and then being able to interpret that so that you can help navigate yourself. So mm. for me, being psychic was a very practical thing. You know, I, I studied also um, engineering, civil engineering to begin with. And I find that so relevant when I used to give mm. readings to people because that reading itself would be structured. It was really quite logical, you know. There were no crystal balls or anything. <laughs> and, yes, correct. And you, you need to be grounded if you really want to be connected. The more grounded you are, the stronger that the intuition will be. Otherwise, you will experience a lot of confusion and then you don't know whether this is coming from your own head or is it truly intuition. If you find someone who's very, very dramatic, they are definitely not in touch with their intuition. Right, right. You mentioned something very, very good because I think I, I understand that now after the journey that, I've been, that I had been through and still is, how to use my intuition or my intuitive skills to really live my life on daily basis anywhere at work or uh, in the personal setting or social setting do you believe that working with our intuition is actually one of the the most important life skills for everyone I think it's, I think it's who we are yeah. this is how we are built as human beings I mean, yes. animals have it. They sense things. They yes. sense the rain before it comes. They sense, you know, natural disasters. You know, they hide. So it's a built-in thing that we have, which, if you will, to help us survive, to help the species survive. So mm -hmm. that's like one aspect. So what I want to say is that we are all programmed to have that. Your nervous yes. system is built around that. I mean, that is why we have the nervous system. It's to pick up anything that is threatening or unusual or different. And it sends messages back to your brain and then your brain would be inspired, you know, with the right action to take. Yes. So for me to have that intuition is like normal. I wouldn't say this is the most important thing in life because this is how it should be. You should be in touch with mm -hmm. your body. You yes. should pick up, you know, be in touch with your. It's a way of, of being, if you will. It's the ideal way of being or it's the um, uh, you are fully conscious and aware so it's not a goal, but it's a state to be in that you should reconnect with, if mm. that makes sense. Yes, yes, it does make sense. Yeah. I can give you another kind of like silly example when it happened. When yes. I came to Dubai, a couple of my very, very close friends invited me to dinner. So I know these ladies, they're very close friends. And suddenly before dinner time, I was you know, about to go out and start driving to meet them. I got a very, very strange feeling in my stomach. Again, the solar plexus. You see, for different people, it hits them in different area. Mine is the solar plexus. Yes. And I felt really ill. And I'm never ill. I don't get headaches. I don't get anything like that. I don't get tummy problems. And it was so painful that I thought, oh, gosh, I can't go to dinner. So I called them up. I said, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to make it. As soon as I canceled, that tummy ache disappeared within a few mm -hmm. seconds. Mm. And I thought, what's going on? So my body was picking up on something. Mm -hmm. And I have two points here. One is that the body picks up. And two, be careful how you interpret. Because sometimes you could go off track. So yeah. I didn't know why I was feeling at, you know, unease. Because I know them. They're my friends. And we're just going to have dinner. But yes. I didn't analyze. I listened to the, my body. I canceled the dinner. They went and they had their dinner. And then the next day, I read in the newspaper that there was a huge accident on the motorway um, going there. 
Oh, so God. that was all it was, basically, that, you know, yeah. my body was trying to say, you're going to be delayed. They were coming from the opposite direction, so they didn't suffer that. But for me to meet them in that direction, this is where the huge accident took place. Yeah. So it, it was just a simple thing. It doesn't mean, you know, there were negative people or, you know, whatever it is. Like sometimes people tend to overanalyze. Yeah. So that I mentioned to begin with that it was. It is a practical thing and this is how, you know, I live or this is how we can live on daily basis. It's just be in touch with your body. You know, is that the right thing to do? How okay. do I feel about it? You know, is there any tension anywhere? Um, did I suddenly get aches and pains anywhere? And this is how you can learn how to navigate and read the messages that your body is trying to express. Yeah. So if you if you are not used to this, Sahar, because we haven't grown up this way. In my mind, getting into that state, as you will, the, the one that you mentioned is being intuitive, is a state of being. It's almost like in the beginning, I just need to go to, it's like, go, like getting my body fitter. <laughs> so I need to yeah. go to the gym and do different exercises. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yes. How can people do this? In, especially now, in a very fast-paced world. Yes. Yes, good question. Thank you. Well, you've said it. It's a fast-paced world. Many people are ising instead yeah. of being. Instead of being. So I think the first step is just be. You mm -hmm. know, if you're having a break, you're having a coffee, you know, whatever, just be. Don't analyze. Don't um, put yourself or your life under a microscope. Just be in that moment. You know, enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy the breathing. So I think the first step is really be rather than is, you know, stop doing, just be still. The yeah. second very important thing is breath. One of the gurus I read a quote for recently that says the way you breathe is the way you think. The way you think is the way you breathe. And most of us now, because of this fast pace, don't really breathe well. You know, mm. I look at a person when they come in and the first thing I observe is how they breathe. And many breathe in a shallow way, you know, the breath. It's shallow, it doesn't go all the way in. So when you breathe and when you relax, you are resetting the system. You are in a neutral state. And when yeah. you are in a neutral state, you can sense or pick up on something which is outside that parameter. Does that make right. sense? Yes. So basically, to be connected to our intuition or to be intuitive, it requires space and time. Yes. Stillness, yes. if you will. Yeah. Breathe, don't, don't try and do, just be instead of is. What I call ising is like people busy running, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Just be, just be in the moment. It's not about you. Just be a witness, if you will. You know, yeah. when you are a witness, you just observe. You're not yet analyzing anything. You're just observing. You know, if you're at a cafe, observe nature, observe the sounds, you know, be aware of where you are, that kind of thing. And then the body relaxes and then it's in neutral gear and then it will pick up. It's quite interesting because in my case, sometimes I feel like this when I do my ironing or when yes. I'm in the shower. <laughs> you are absolutely, it's funny that you mentioned the ironing thing. Um, <laughs> it, it's a big thing and I, and I don't like housework, but I, of course you have to do it, especially when you are, you know, in Western Europe and you're on your own and stuff like that. So I thought, how can I make ironing more interesting? And I thought symbolically, I'm going to iron all my problems away. So right. every item I picked up, 
I would just start to think, you know, how smooth can that be if this happened? It's not a question of wishful thinking. It was more visualizing. So the more ironing I did, the more that I actually was in a meditative state. And then before I knew it, the ironing was done. And I felt really relaxed. (laughs) That's true. Uh, One caveat to this, though, it needs to be good iron. (laughs) It will make the job nice. I, I think if you have the right tools to anything, you'll yeah. get the job done better. And this yeah. is true for anything in life. But, yes. you know, if you live in a flat, if you had a um, a house and you had a garden, I think this is what gardening is about. Mm. It's not about you. It's about connecting with nature. It's about being that rather than ezzing, you, you're just observing what the soil needs, what the plants needs. Do you know what I mean? It is also yes. a meditative activity. Yes, yes. Like also observing children. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. You learn a it, lot, don't you? Yes, definitely. I Since my nephew arrived last year, I observe him, even from a distance, We through FaceTime, I observe him a lot and I learn so much. I learn so much from how he is and it's been really uh, <laughs> insightful since. It is, since it is. And congratulations on your nephew. I really enjoyed um, observing my six nieces grow up because you do learn. Yes. And children are like really little people. And especially yes. when they're children, <laughs> yes. you know, their intuition is, is fully on. They don't lie. They pick up things. They yes. say, oh, I like you or I don't like you or, you know, why are you wearing this? Or, and it's the truth that comes out, you know, from their heart. And you're never really hurt by anything a child says because it kind of somehow rings true. Yes, definitely. And also I observed this. He picked up whenever my sister or my brother-in-law will have to go somewhere. So he, it's amazing. And they haven't told him anything, but he just picked it up and he re, re, his body react to it. Um, sometimes he needs his mother to come and see him overnight you know five times instead of never (laughs) yeah so it's just amazing it's a super sensitive receiver of information his body it feels because their system um their systems are open they're functioning they're not blocked by um yet by culture or expectations Mm -hmm. you know they're not how can i put it in a positive word you know it's unspoiled if you like so when you go back to that state then the system does work you know, one of the things many people used to come about, you know, to get a reading was relationships. How yes. does she feel about me? How does he feel about me? And I always, <laughs> nearly always said, forget how he or she feels about you. How about you? How did you feel when you were on the date? And and they would look at me because our our thing, our instinct is to go back to what we programmed to do. You know, yes. how does he think? Well, it doesn't matter. How did you feel? You know, was your body open? Were you relaxed? Did you feel comfortable sitting there? All of that tells you, all of these systems in the body tell you, I want to be in the company of that person or not. So I Mm. think sometimes if you simplify things, then they make more sense. Yes. And this the same can be applied at work. Absolutely. And um, I have this theory, you know, if you simplify things right down to yes or no, love or money, particularly with work, you know, are you there because you love it or are you there because it really pays well? Mm -hmm. It really pays well at the expense of your health, of your well-being. So I think if we're honest with ourselves, whether it's a relationship or a job, you know, why are we in it? What what Mm -hmm. are we getting? 
And if you're honest with yourself, it helps you to cope. Mm. So if you know that I don't like my job, but it pays well and I need the money right now, it helps you to cope, maybe to plan, to have some sort of a plan. Okay, I'm in it until I reach X amount of money, which will allow me to whatever, buy the place that I want or live the life that I want. Then you're not going to be as feeling as victimized because it is Mm -hmm. your choice. Yes. And the same with the relationship. You know, why are you in it? Is it out of convenience? Is it because you just want somebody to pay to um, share your life or, or to pay the rent or, you know, and, and people kind of somehow go blinded by all of that. And then they discover a few years later, oh, my God, I ended up with the wrong person. Yeah. But the discovery is the wrong word because it is an anomaly or a process that was always there. You just did not you chose not to see it. But yes. your body pick up on it, you know. Yes. Yes, I can share my experience on this. Looking back, I think my body has always spoken to me. What I did, I didn't always listen to it Yeah. and didn't act accordingly. I do believe that there's a lot that can be learned in a place until it serves the purpose. So there will be a time when... (laughs) There will be a time when it feels like, and I experienced this a couple of times, not because of frustration, but I just feel like the the days are numbered, that I'm supposed to look for another container. And it's a a very serene feeling, but of course you need to look for another (laughs) engagement or job or something. But this is also very useful for that, to understand this is closing the chapter here and it's time to move to another thing. You are absolutely right. And I think you mentioned that in the book, in your story. Um, yes. That you didn't listen to your body. Yes. And this is a very important point, you know, that I really kind of overemphasize. The first stop is the physical body. Mm-hmm. And this is why, you know, the, the process that I mentor, I, I talk about there are four dimensions or aspects to bringing you into alignment so that you can live a life with ease, grace, and joy instead yeah. of going from one drama to other, to another. And I summarize that the four dimensions of change by BIMA. So B stands for the body. Yeah. E stands for emotions. Yeah. M stands for the mind. And A, which many kind of systems leave it out, is accountability. Mm-hmm. So until you hold yourself accountable for, for whatever you thought, whatever you did, whatever you felt, you know, um, whatever you caused um, on your body, then you would always feel a victim and you would feel, you know, I'm not really living my life. Yeah. So the physical body is the first point that picks up. And you asked me earlier what happens when you don't listen. I think you've answered the question, your body suffers. That's the first thing that mm-hmm. suffers is the mm-hmm. physical body. And mm-hmm. this is why um, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. <laughs> this is why it's so important to keep the physical body fit. Because, you know, I've spent many years just sitting down, you know, at a table, at an office and giving sessions to people that you really forget the body has a process itself. As we grow older, there are hormonal changes and things that you go through, which have nothing got nothing to do with your belief system, for example. It's just the body and certain hormones, you know, shut down, others increase and this kind of thing. So you need to be aware and accept. That, you know, as I get older, maybe I need to be more fit. I need more time for my body to be fit. I need to dedicate more time for physical activity and so on. But many people, um, we don't because we get so engrossed in our corporate jobs 
and that comes first, that we get to a point where the body is completely exhausted. Mm. And this is why you go through a traumatic event or a burnout, because really your body is saying, I've had enough, you know, reevaluate your life. Yes, it went on strike and say, I'm yeah, not doing anything absolutely. until you change it, change something bigger. Yes. Absolutely. You've put it really, really well. I may borrow that from you. <laughs> so, so I think, you know, this is it. If we don't listen, you will go so far away from alignment that you will begin to experience more chaos in your life. So right. I talk a lot with my clients about chaos versus harmony. And yeah. One thing we have to acknowledge is that the only constant in life is change. So you can't really control anything, but yes. you want to learn how to surf the wave so that you can transition from one state to another smoothly, easily, without impacting your physical or emotional or emotions or even mental state so negatively. So mm -hmm. when you accept that there are changes, I just need to know to learn how to stay in alignment as I transition through life. And that's so essentially is that's the same as my BIMA process. So yeah. you, you, you become aware or you, you stay aware of your body, of your emotions, of your thoughts, your mind system, and that you hold yourself accountable. How did I participate in what has happened? Not to blame yourself, but to understand if I have created that, then I can create something better. Right. So for me, that's much more empowering to feel I allowed this to happen rather than, oh, they did that to me. They pushed me out of a job or, you know, or a relationship or whatever it is. Yes. Yes. I allowed this to happen and it is teaching me something. The other thing I want to say, Astuti, is that feeling or emotions and thinking are very much interlinked because thinking itself is an emotive process. So sometimes you don't know, am I thinking fear or am I really feeling fear? Right. Yeah. <laughs> am I yeah. thinking rejection or am I really feeling rejection? And I want to put it out to your listeners. How do we know if we are thinking something or feeling it? What do you think the answer would be? In the body. It's Absolutely. If your body is reacting, then it's a true feeling. Right. If your body is not reacting, you cannot find that, quote, feeling in your body, then it's a thinking. So this right. is where you change your belief system. You change your process. You look at what beliefs have generated or led me to this experience. You change the belief, then the experience will change. Basically, when you are or when one is living in the intuitive state, what will happen is the body will be healthier. Yeah. Yes. Because it will be healthier because you are receptive to the stimuli so that you know what to do, how to navigate in a different way. Yeah. So eventually, the result, the end result, if you like, is that you're healthier and you're in touch with the choices that you make, not just only your physical health, but all choices that you make because your body is at ease. Right. And this will bring out the peace within, regardless absolutely. of how chaotic the outside world is. Well done. Well phrased. This is absolutely right. And if you think about it, you know, everything exists in opposite yin and yang. And 
you know, some people talk about the duality of life, that we're always pulled in different directions. It's really all about finding the harmonious middle because there isn't a straight line, but there's a bandwidth which is harmonious. And within that, there may be changes, but they don't need to be chaotic and dramatic. And similarly with the brain, you have the intuitive side and you have the logical side. The two really exist together. So Mm -hmm. if you imagine the brain as a chariot with two horses, if you use one horse, you're going to end up going around in circles. Sometimes you need to go with your logic when you have all the facts. You know, you look at it and that would help you to intuitively reach an answer. Sometimes you need to go with your intuition. If your whole body feels this is the wrong thing, then logically you will find what it is that's making you feel that way and the facts will come to the light. What would be, Sahar, your tips for people who are ready to do whatever they need to do to get into that place or state of being regularly? I think the first thing would be to intend it. So you need to intend that I need time for myself. I need time to just be. I think it's very useful for the physical body to have kind of two breaks a day where you completely switch off and and do nothing, just sit and meditate or go out for a walk or or have a me time, a me, a me alone time. It's mm-hmm. so important. Because when we're with somebody, you're always interacting. You're always projecting stuff and taking it in. So you don't even have time to listen to what you're thinking. Yeah. So it's kind of like we need a contemplative time. We need to learn how to breathe because really it resets the system. I mean, you know how people... Um, look like when you fit, when they finished a meditation session or a yoga session, they come out and they kind of feel like, oh, bliss and everything is okay <laughs> in the world. Well, imagine yes. if you could do that yourself twice a day, just 15 mm. minutes. You know, it's not a big deal. I don't believe in, in sitting for an hour or two meditating. Really, 15 minutes resets the system. Yes. There's a lot you could do. You know, stay, being in nature really, really neutralizes um, the stressful state. Just by sitting under a tree, reading a book, or by a river, or by a lake, listening to the sound of water, listening to birds, it kind of reminds us where we belong in the universe. So the whole universe doesn't rotate around us. It really doesn't. We are just a small infinitesimal part in this universal system that's going to exist with or without us. And we feel the struggle because we're trying to validate our lives by having the right job, the right partner, the right house, the right things to wear. All of that, but if you leave that alone and you think I am part of a system, the more you connect with it, you know, to to animals, to other people, I think it's about connection rather than um, disconnecting with people you love, uh, hobbies that you love to do, your passions. So if you're in this state of being connected, not being the center of your own universe, you know, taking time out to be in nature, taking time out to breathe, taking time out for yourself. Do it in small measure. You know, as you said, people are really busy running around trying to create a life for themselves. It's much more fulfilling way of being, but it also helps to keep in balance. You know, one of the things that really um, shocked me, I had um, developed a very bad cough one winter in England. And I tried everything and that cough wouldn't go. So one of my clients actually mentioned this. I think he was kind of like a naturopath. So I I went to see him and he did something like, I don't know, projecting laser lights on your chest. Anyway, the cough disappeared. 
and gave me some herbal tablets, which was really amazing. And then, you know, they have a holistic way of, of assessing the body health by taking um, the pulse with three fingers as opposed to two. And all holistic kind of practitioners, you know, do that. And they're able to tell exactly what's going on in the body. And he told me, do you have blood pressure? I said, no. He said, do you have diabetes? I said, no. And he kind of said that some meridian was out of alignment and I should be careful. Two years later, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure and with diabetes. And the wow. holistic you know, therapist picked up on this because the energy of the body was changing two years before it has happened. Wow. So, yeah. So, you know, because I was working very hard, sitting, giving sessions, not really doing anything, not connecting with nature. And, and this is when it really hits you. So how do you know that you're off track when something dramatic happens, something physically changes? And this is when you need to stop and reflect and really ask the right questions. What is yeah. it showing me and how did I get there? Then you would have learned what process led you there and you can take steps in the opposite direction and go back into balance. What can we say to ourselves, Sahar, when we heard it, but we were a bit scared or doubtful to follow? I think it's, it's a normal process because change is a very threatening thing. The brain itself is programmed to preserve the state that you are in. So to the brain, it would feel really threatening if you wanted to do something different tomorrow, which is why diets fail and things like that. You know, the minute you say, okay, tomorrow I'm going on a diet is really the day that you overeat. So, so I don't believe, you know, it causes kind of like a pendulum effect. Mm -hmm. So the way to trick your body and mind is not to make a dramatic decision like that but to move forward in small, gradual steps. So every day that you make a small, gradual change, it's non-threatening, and the brain would kind of not stand in your way because you're not threatened, you're not making any huge change, and before you know it, you've reached your goal simply by edging forward in very small, tiny steps that do not threaten your, your brain. So, as I said, there's a process to the body, to our makeup, you know, apart from our belief system and how aware we are. And you know, we need to look at both to kind of integrate them and, and learn and not feel bad, you know, about something because the, the body is programmed that way. But you need, we need to learn how to work with it. So my mm -hmm. experience is, you know, do it gradually and, and you edge forward you don't feel threatened, and this is how your heart and mind can work together. I really appreciate your insights, and I'm very happy that this podcast listeners will also be able to learn a lot from, from this conversation, Sahar. How can people find you to get to know you more or your program if they are called to do so? Oh, that that would be really great. My website is my name, sahahunaydi.com. I am also on Facebook, you know, the normal social media, on Twitter, it's also Sahar Hunaydi, and on Facebook and Instagram. So I'll be very, very um, grateful and really interested in helping people move forward because I don't think we need to suffer. We just need to do it with grace and move forward really with ease and joy and the most imp important or exciting thing about life is to be alive no matter how much drama we go through 
100% agree. <laughs> Thank you, Astuti. And I'm so proud of you. You've come a long way since we first met and I wish you really well and I love your podcasts. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's really my honor to have you with us today. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you very much and to our listeners. Before you go, Sahar has a special offer for you. Do you remember she speaking about Unbox the Real You mentoring program earlier? She is now offering you a complimentary 60-minute discovery call for you to find out how you can transform your life with her help. To activate this offer, please visit www.saharhunaidi.com and send an email to sahar at saharhunaidi.com quoting Uplift My Life today in the subject. If you would like to know more about what I do, visit my website www.upliftmylife.today. So for now, I wish you a wonderful time taking actions. Till the next episode. Bye everybody.